0: Welcome to Biology for Bastards. Teaching biology in the most profane way you've ever seen or heard. I'm your host, John Doty. Thanks for listening. This season, we are going deep, deep the fuck into evolution. And we are on Chapter 3, Natural Selection and Adaptation. So let's get this shit started. Actually doing some evolution shit today. So, with this idea... We have to talk about adaptations. And all an adaptation is, is a characteristic that enhances the survival or reproduction of organisms that bear it, relative to all the alternative character states. So remember, a characteristic is a character. It's just, you know, a fucking trait, whatever. Um, But a character state is the variation within that characteristic. So... If we're talking about color, color would be the character. Character states are all the various colors that are out there. Um, and if you're following along with the book, which is Evolution, 4th edition, by Futi Futuma and Kirkpatrick, um, they have a really good quote in the book that says, the future cannot cause material events in the present. So what it really does, adaptations aren't something that are advantageous for future life. It's just something that makes an organism better off in the current moment relative to all the other things out there. So that's what an adaptation is. Okay, and most famously, those the adaptations you hear about the beaks of the finches on the Galapagos, but anything can be an adaptation as long as it increases the survival or reproduction of an organism that has it. Now, uh, when you have these different adaptations, these different character states, um, and some are better than others, that can lead to natural selection, which is just any consistent differences in fitness among the different classes of, we'll say, individuals right now. Um, could be any biological entity out there. Um, and it's all determined by this differentness, but what the fuck is fitness, Um, It's just the number of offspring the individual will leave in the next generation. So fitness is just how many fucking babies do you have. Sometimes it's called reproductive success. Most of the times it's called fitness. Um, It's just how the fuck are you reproducing? A very high fitness means you have a shit ton of babies. A low fitness means you have very few or no babies. Uh, Just how many individuals do you leave... For the next generation. So, this idea of natural selection is gonna happen as long as there's two conditions that are met. There has to be a correlation between a phenotype and its fitness. So a phenotype has to increase or decrease fitness. Um, in order for natural selection to occur, and those variations in phenotypes have to be correlated with parents and their offspring. So to put this in a simpler way, because this is really wordy and fucking confusing as hell, um, the correlation between an individual's phenotype and its fitness, that just says, you know, a phenotype has to affect fitness. That's it. That's all that one's saying. And then the second one, the variations in phenotypes is correlated between parents and their offspring... Those variations have to be able to be passed on from parents to offspring. So they have to be inherited. So really all it's saying is inherited traits have to affect fitness. That's all this f- shit said. Just in the most confusing way possible. Um, yeah, cool. So a special type of selection, of natural selection, is sexual selection. And we are going to get into sexual selection more... Um, later this season, but it's just where males are going to vary in their survival and reproduction. Um, so, some males are more successful at mating than others. Um, peacock is a really good example of results from a shit ton of sexual selection. That huge ass tail they've got um, is a result of sexual selection because the little blue eye spots on it, that's what the peahens find to be attractive. So, um, When you have sex, not when you're physically like winking each other or whatever, but in a sexual species, what's important is the genes replicate, but the specific genotypes don't because you have recombination, the crossing over, the sexual, just how sex works. The exact genotypes aren't going to be conserved, but the genes will. So what you can think of as fitness among sexually reproducing species is the survival of an allele. So yes, it's how many babies do you have, but the reason we care about how many babies is because we're caring about how that allele is able to persist and survive over time, and its selection among different genes, that's what we think of fitness when we're talking about sexually reproducing species. Um, And that's really important when you get to this idea of inheritance. So, inheritance is a really big thing that Darwin had no fucking clue about when he wrote his Origin of Species, so that's kind of pretty awesome. Um, But if there is no inheritance, there's no way that selection can have any sort of lasting effect. Because you've got to be able to pass it on to your kids. If it's just something that you have and it's unable to be passed on, well, good for fucking you. You're awesome, but it's going to die with you when you die. Um, But that being said, it also counts if the inheritance, it doesn't have to strictly be like Mendelian inheritance. It could be epigenetic inheritance, or if you want to get a little further, it could be based on cultural transmission and cultural and social inheritance. So that's, that's allowed too. That still works okay but it's very important to note that natural selection is not the same thing as evolution natural selection is part of evolution but they're not synonyms you can't just say natural selection for evolution and evolution for natural selection um, those are different okay and another really good quote Um, from the book is natural selection is a name for statistical differences in reproductive success among genes organisms or populations nothing more so all we're talking about when we're talking about natural selection is there is a difference in reproductive success among something that's it, that is natural selection and we can have selection occurring at a couple different levels, um, at the gene level at the organismal level and at the species level. Now, at the level of the gene, we have genic selection. Um, we can have selfish genetic elements, which are going to be something that come up a lot this semester. Um, and that's just genes or elements that are transmitted at a higher rate than the rest of the genome. They may be detrimental to the organism. They may not be, Um, but it's stuff like transposable elements or transposons um, and this concept known as segregation distortion. What segregation distortion is, it's when you have an allele that is passed to a heterozygous individual's gametes more than half the time. Now, if you're heterozygous, you are expected for half of the gametes to have one and half of the gametes to have the other. But with Segregation Distortion, for a variety of reasons, you don't get that. You get one that is inherited much more than 50%. So Segregation Distortion is going to come up a shit ton this season. So just keep that in mind. Segregation Distortion is just, when it's not an even 50-50 split in the heterozygous individual, when one allele gets inherited more than that 50% that you expect through Mendel's laws. Now, any gene that has increased in frequency can be considered a selfish gene, even altruistic traits. So he said they might be detrimental, but they might be beneficial. We'll talk more about altruistic traits um, in a couple episodes. Like I said, this episode is just kind of like an introduction to a shit ton and we're going to dive deep into this shit later in the season. We're still on season, or episode three. It's still, you know, introduction. Okay, um, so, something else we're going to cover in a shit ton of detail later is kin selection. That's just where, um, it's a type of selection where you have alleles that differ in fitness because you are affecting the reproductive success of individuals who carry the same allele because they are your relatives. So that's where you're like, you're doing something and it's going to benefit your brother or your sister or something like that. And it's going to increase in how common in frequency, that's the fucking word I was trying to think of, kind of think of, in frequency um, because of the effect it's going to have on those related individuals. But that's selection at the gene level. You can have uh, selection at the organismal level. And it all has to do with, you know, affecting the fitness of that individual. You can't have something that reduces the fitness of something, even if it's beneficial to Ken or to a, another group. Um, it has to benefit the individual because, as we said at the beginning, the future cannot affect the present. None of this shit's happening bec- with the future in mind. So if you have something that's increasing in frequency in the population, it's got to be because it's beneficial for the fucking individual that has it. Not something where I'm just gonna totally sacrifice myself for the benefit of my brother or the benefit of the species as a whole. That's not how it fucking works. It's just not. It's gotta benefit the individual. Now, that being said, there are some cases where you have groups that have this differential survival, where some groups survive better than others. It's very, very rare. That you have characteristics evolving because they benefit the entire population or the entire species as a whole. Very rare, but it does happen. Okay. Um, now, when it comes to selecting at the species level, so this is pretty big. Um, this is just where there's some species that are having a higher fitness than others, and there has to be some correlation between the characteristic that that species has and the rate of speciation or extinction. So when you look at stuff, um, asexual populations have a higher rate of extinction than sexual populations because they're less varied and they are less likely to be able to adapt to changing um, environments. Now, when we look at um, adaptations and how they work and everything, one way that... um, characteristics can evolve, is they can be what's known as an exaptation, which is a feature that originally has one function, but it gets co-opted for another function during the course of evolution. So, um, like wings of some seafaring birds that, you know, they're used to fly, but they have gotten really good at diving, and they use them as paddles or flippers when they're diving beneath the waves that's an exaptation okay and it's really important to note that natural selection selects for certain things and it is entirely possible to have accidental selection of something so the example um, I've got on the slides if you're following along on YouTube we're on biologyforbastards.com is there's this toy that separates beads out based on size and it just so happens that every size is a different color so what it's doing it's selecting for a certain size and the selection of a certain color is just a byproduct of being selected for a certain size so just selecting four things and then you can have these accidental or incidental selection of other features so, when we're recognizing adaptations and seeing why a trait has evolved, natural selection is one of the possibilities. Yes, that's true. Okay, but there are other possibilities behind it. Okay, so it might be the side effect of physics or chemistry, like hemoglobin. Hemoglobin in your blood, it, your blood is red because of hemoglobin. And that's just because of the iron in it. So it's there's no fitness benefit of having red blood. You have like horseshoe crabs that have copper-based blood and their blood's blue. There's no benefit for having red blood, but there is a benefit of having hemoglobin. So it's just a side effect of physics or chemistry. That could lead to how a trait came about. It may have evolved by other mechanisms that we'll talk about later this season. Um, It might be correlated with another feature that has an adaptive advantage. Or it might just be the consequence of phylogenetic history, which just means it's leftover. It's something that you have because that's what ancestors had. Now, when we are trying to figure out whether or not something is an adaptation or just something else, okay, there's four different methods that was to kind of infer that's an ad- that it's an adaptation. One is complexity, so a very complex structure like the eye, can only evolve by natural selection. You don't accidentally evolve a super complicated eye with a lens and a pupil and an iris and an optic nerve and all that shit. That's not an accident. That is purely by natural selection. Um, We can infer that a feature is an adaptation based on what we would use to accomplish a similar task or how the predictions of a model might affect the function of whatever we're looking at. If That makes sense. That may not make sense. Um, but basically based on the design of a structure, if it's something that we would use, like there's insects out there that have like gears in their legs at the joint, that's something that we would use. So we're like, okay, well that's probably a fucking adaptation. Cause that's, that's really clever, like quote unquote clever. Um, so that's just something, another way that we can do it. So complexity, design, um, if we run experiments and show that a feature enhances, enhances survival, um, in a way that's likely to increase fitness, then that thing's probably an adaptation. And then by comparing sets of species, um, to test hypotheses and other shit, um, if we're like, well, we think this is going to affect it, and we look at this species and it has it, and this species doesn't, and this species who has it is doing better in this scenario, probably an adaptation. And then just kind of wrapping stuff up, um, when it comes to selection, it can only fix genetic variants, so just different genes, with a higher fitness than other genetic variances in a particular population at a particular time so all this shit that we're talking about that increases fitness and your number of babies and the survival of the alleles and all that shit only works for a particular population at a particular time things will change and possibly the selection for those genetic variants will change as well so that's the episode um, hope you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on YouTube, Apple podcasts, everywhere else you get podcasts. Um, you can follow, follow along with us on social media. We're at bio for bastards on everything. Um, uh, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. cetera. Um, the website, again, if you want a copy of these show notes or you want to be able to pull up the video. Uh, without going directly to YouTube is biologyforbastards.com our intro and outro music is the song Feeling Good by Purple Planet Music. I have been your host John Doty and until next time, thank you so much for listening.